Brown girl crowed. Brown <laughs> girl crow. Oh my god. <laughs> Brown girl code. Welcome to Brown Girl Code. This is a comedy rewatch podcast. I'm your co-host, Fergie. And I'm Christy, and welcome to our show. Welcome to the very first episode of Brown Girl Code. Yay! Yay! (laughs) We've been best friends for, what, 17 years? Yes. We wanted to create a show together, and we thought that this would be a great idea. This is a comedy rewatch podcast, and we are starting off by rewatching MTV's Girl Code. It is on Hulu. If you guys have Hulu, you can watch the episodes and follow along with us. Hopefully, you guys get some laughs, you get some advice, and Whatever you're looking for in the podcast world, we hope you get that from listening to our show. Let's get into season one, episode one of Girl Code. The topics that they talked about in this episode, boobs, crushes, drinking, and roommates. They started the episode off by talking about boobs. Now, (laughs) I think that is hilarious, first of all. (laughs) Do you guys have names for your boobs? I have never named my boobs. No, when I was younger, I named mine Bert and Ernie. Oh, (laughs) I mean, that is not sexy. It's not sexy. That's why I said I used to. I used to. This was back in high school. I've never named my boobs. I've never even like thought about it. And in high school, like I didn't even have any. So what's the point of naming them when they're not even there? (laughs) I think like men will name their girlfriend's boobs. You know, like I think Mm -hmm. like if you name your own boobs, it's kind of weird, especially Bert and Ernie. But (laughs) I think that's more of like in a couple's setting, your man, whatever, will name your boobies what do you call them do you say boobs do you say boobies do you say boobs you say boobs I yeah. say I say boobs if I'm talking about myself if I'm talking about other women for some reason I say titties I don't know why I say boobies like if I'm talking about somebody else's boobies I'm like oh your boobies if I'm talking about mine it's just boobs when I think of boobs, I think of big boobs. Like mm-hmm. they have to be big if you call them boobs. If you're calling them titties or boobies, I feel like they're little. I don't think I've ever said boobies. That does sound like sweeter than. Right? It sounds like little ones. Like, oh, your boobies. Speaking of little ones, they had talked about big versus small. And I feel like there's good and bad with both. I know for me, I always felt like there were certain outfits I couldn't wear because of my boobs. If I was trying to look normal or like, let's say I was going to church, running to the store, I couldn't just throw on a tank top dress. It would look like I'm trying to look sexy or something. But if I had small boobs, it would just look regular. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Before I had boobies, I could really just wear anything. And not look like I'm trying to be sexy or like mm-hmm. uh, trying to be hoochie or whatever. But once I got my boobs done, like, I would question everything that I would wear. Like, do I look too much? Is this too much? Am I too exposed? Even in a turtleneck, if 
it's tight. I feel like you just look voluptuous. Yeah. Anything that goes up to your neck, it makes your boobs look humongous. But then I feel like girls are always going to say like, big boobs are always better. Yeah. People always say that. And in the episode, I don't know who said it, but they're like, if I had big boobs, I feel like all of my problems would go away. And I was sitting there like, well, no, that's a fucking lie. Like, why would you even think that? That's not even a thing. If your transmission went out in your car, big titties is not going <laughs> to fix your fucking car. Like, I mean, it might help you get a discount. Yeah, if you're depressed. Yeah, your titties are not curing your depression. Do you like your boobs? I do now. <laughs> I mean, I didn't when I was younger. I was I would be like embarrassed because I would wear a water bra. Oh, would you? In junior high, so embarrassing. And you know who got it for me? My mom. Oh, that's nice. I don't know. What is it? I don't know. I mean, she. I didn't ever think I needed a water bra until she gave me one. Oh, you. Not like I asked for it. Wait. I thought you wanted one, and she bought it. No, my mom one day just gave me a bra and I don't think there was water in there I think it was like a gel based and I loved it I wore it like every day of my life I would wash it in the weekends and wear it again on Monday forever and ever if I had to wear a tank top and that shit was red it was like a red bra I would always be like fuck my my bra would show you know so I'm like people are gonna know I wear the same fucking bra every day so I was just mindful of the fact that I knew I wore like a water bra so I had to <laughs> I had to keep up the charade you know if I was getting invited to a pool party my mind would immediately go to like what the fuck am I gonna wear I used to stuff in middle school. I definitely stuffed because one of my friends, she had big boobs. All the boys liked her. And so I always felt like a little insecure that I hadn't really got boobs yet. I used to put tissue in my bra. And I remember one time she and I were going to the mall to meet some boys. And I was wearing overalls and we were walking around the mall with the boys. And next thing I know, I feel something like tickling my leg. Oh, and I realized it was the tissue from my bra had somehow made its way down the leg of my overalls. So I had to like kind of drag my foot and I was like, oh, I have to use the bathroom, guys. OK, I was in the bathroom once in school mm-hmm. before class started and it was also in junior high. And there was this girl in there. This story is going to sound so crazy, but she was getting little pieces of like toilet paper Mm -hmm. and then putting them in her mouth and making them like a little tiny ball. And she would put it in her shirt to make it look like she was nipping. What? (laughs) 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 Yep, she was making little nipples out of little pieces of toilet paper and putting them in her mouth to make them wet and she did it right in front of me i mean she was in like ninth grade and i was like in seventh grade so she was probably like this bitch whatever she didn't care that i was watching but she was making little nipples wanting your nipples to show i feel like is a very adult thing for a ninth grader to do like who is that for i would be too horrified that one would move and then 
your titties are like cockeyed. Nipples move. So. Yeah, but your nipples not on the side of your body. Girl, she was just making nipples in the bathroom, living her best life. <laughs> and that's my story. And I was just looking at her like, damn, that's innovative. That makes me uncomfortable. I go to great lengths to make sure my nipples are never showing. I like my boobs now. When I first got boobs, it was when uh, my mom put me on birth control. All the hormones and everything, I immediately grew boobs. And I loved it until I read an article. I don't know if it was Seventeen Magazine or Cosmopolitan, but there was an article in there that said, if you can take a pencil and put it under your boob and it stay there, when you lift your arms, you have saggy boobs. Are you doing it? So from that moment on, I thought I had ugly, saggy boobs. And it was so stupid because they weren't. After like 10 years, eventually I was like, okay, this is stupid. My boobs are great. So I love them now. But I went through that too. I didn't like my boobs in junior high. Like, oh God, no. Uh, That's why I wore a water bra gifted by my mother. And then in high school, I was fine with having small boobs, I guess, because I have a small frame. I am short, so it was fine. I kind of just learned to embrace it. And then once I started making money after I graduated high school, I just thought, you know, I'm just gonna get implants. I loved them for a very, very, very long time. I breastfed all of my children and they still look great. But sometimes I wish they were smaller. Okay, so the next topic from the episode is crushes. Were you boy crazy? Not so much. I didn't really, there weren't that many boys that I found attractive. But we also grew up in a very white town. There wasn't a lot to choose from for me, being that I'm black and I wanted to date black guys. How about you? They were all like social media crushes. (laughs) Yeah, MySpace. (laughs) yep and I would always like my top eight was it top eight yeah it was top eight yeah I would move them around you know if I was feeling one more than the other I'd be like "Mm, I like this one more yeah I would do that too if I was really liking a guy he would go into my top eight but only if you were in their top eight oh (laughs) I would never put somebody in my top eight if I was not on their top eight. I did not know that rule. So did you have somebody in your top eight that didn't have you in their top eight? I had hella people in my top eight that I wasn't in their top eight. Oh, no, girl. My ego would just be like, fuck no, bitch. Back when you were single, what did a typical crush look like? For you, I didn't. Re- I I didn't really have a type. I mean, I feel like there's a difference between like what you like and what you actually date. Okay, so I guess based on my record, assholes. <laughs> Most of them were just assholes, like no money assholes. Like the audacity of being an asshole and being poor. Like what the fuck. <laughs> Mine would be insecure guys, obsessive, insecure guys. That would be my typical crush. Just like really obsessive. And then they become fucking psychopaths. Okay. 
I feel like that's a red flag now that we're adults. If somebody's like, I worship the floor you walk on, I would be like, ew. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That was definitely a red flag. And I learned my lesson. And then I became attracted to guys with confidence that were sane. Yeah, a confident guy is really attractive. I agree. Our taste has definitely elevated. One thing that they did say on the show was girl code is do not judge your friend's crush. I agree with that because I've definitely had some crushes where I've had friends be like, ew, bitch, really? But it's like, you don't fucking know. That's true. Leave your friends alone. Don't judge them on who they have a crush on. Everybody has weird crushes. Yeah. And everybody has different tastes. If we all had the same taste, we would all be dating the same people. I mean, I've had friends where I see who they like and I'm like, oh, That doesn't make sense, but I would never say it. So don't judge your friends on their crushes. Another thing that they said in the episode was how you act around your crush. Have you been in situations where you just say embarrassing things or do embarrassing things because you have a crush on the guy? Um, I'm usually quiet. I mean, I've said some dumb shit where I'm like, fuck, why did I say that? Like, from then on, I was like, all right, I'm going to shut the fuck up. But once I, like, I know you like me back and I like you and we like each other, I'll say funny shit all the time. And I could never date somebody that's not very funny or didn't think I was funny. Oh, absolutely. I could never date somebody who did not think I was funny. I've done it before and it is really uncomfortable and awkward. I'm cracking jokes and he's like... Yeah, okay. Yeah, it makes me feel like you're dumb. Like, what? That's a deal breaker for me if you don't think that I'm funny. Same here. Like, you can be a four, but if you think I'm funny, now you're a six. And then if you're funny, now you're an eight. Oh, yeah. A guy with a sense of humor, that's like super, super brownie points always. For me, you don't have to be funny. No, they have to be funny. No, I've dated guys that I didn't think were funny, but they thought I was hilarious. So I had no problem being the star of the relationship. And it almost bites me in the ass because like how you're saying you're quiet around your crush. I'm the opposite. I'm like talking a lot, saying a lot of things, saying a lot of embarrassing things. And don't laugh at something I say. If my crush laughs at something I say, I will keep cracking jokes and make them more extreme and more extreme to the point where they don't want to talk to me anymore. That's what I'm afraid of. And if I'm like making you laugh and then I'm going to keep going and keep going, this shit's going to get more extreme and then you're going to be afraid. Yeah, that's usually my downfall. I remember I had a crush on this guy and I really wanted to talk to him, but I didn't know what icebreaker. And my friend was like, ask him for a piece of gum. Hey, what's up? You got some gum? Yeah, it's in my truck. So I walk over to his truck with him. He started laughing like he giggled at what I said. Okay, he thinks I'm funny. He hands me the gum. So I was like, thanks for the gum because, you know, my breath's kind of funky. Oh, girl (laughs) and i thought that would make him laugh (laughs) probably made him disgusted yeah (laughs) he was like okay (laughs) if he was ever thinking of making that with you like that just died uh i i took it too far 
That was my younger self, though, you know, trial and error, trial and error. Also in the show, they had talked about that there's a thin line between having a crush and then having an obsession. I feel like when you cross over from crush to obsession, it's like if you're requesting his family members on Facebook. Oh, my God. If he's, yeah. (laughs) Or if he's like, oh, I'm going to the mall today. And you just like just so happen to show up up at the same time. So if we have any listeners that currently have a crush, would you tell them they should tell their crush? It depends. What if it's your boss? Oh my God. What if it's your neighbor and he doesn't have a crush on you back and now you have to see him every day as you're loading groceries? You know, it just depends. Is he your stepdad's son? You know, be careful. Wouldn't that be your stepbrother? Yeah, but if you have a crush on him, you're not going to say that. Is that weird to date your stepbrother? I don't know. I absolutely think so. I think it's definitely weird. Have you seen the Lulu Ray or Lulu Roe, whatever documentary on that white lady that made that pyramid scheme? No. Wow. You need to watch it. It's fucking insane. But basically, she had like a whole bunch of kids and she married a man that had a whole bunch of kids and one of her kids married one of his kids and they have kids. Okay. Yeah. So it's definitely a thing. If your mom married a man, like when you're in your 20s or something and you didn't grow up with them, you don't see them as a sibling. I I 100% agree. If you didn't grow up together, I don't think that's weird. But if you guys have been like in the same house since you were like five. (laughs) That's fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a little weird. But if you're older, I feel like if you're a teenager, teenager and up, I feel like it's not weird. I still think it's weird if you're a teenager. Really? If I have a 13-year-old and she comes to me and tells me I have a crush on Randy, who's my husband's son and is 15 and lives in our house, I would just be afraid that they are, like, sneaking out together or, like, you know what I mean? Like, it would be too stressful as a parent to be like, oh, fuck, like, my my daughter has a crush on your son. Can we go on a date night and leave them together? Like, no. I, I guess because I think of, like, Tyler and Caitlin from Teen Mom and how they were stepbrother and sister. What? Yeah. Shut the front door. Girl. Tyler and Caitlin were stepbrother and sister? Yes, Butch and her mom were married. I am shook it. I need to rewatch that shit now because I love them. I literally love them. They're my favorite couple from the whole show. Mm-hmm. But I guess I don't remember that. I, I don't know. I think it's weird. I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want my kids dating my stepkids. Like, fuck no. The show also talked about roommates. I've never had a roommate other than my parents. And I was their roommate. Like, I was a live-in daughter. But I've never had roommates. You haven't. Because when you first moved out, you got a condo. Yeah, by myself. Yeah, that's some boss bitch shit. I've had tons of roommates. One thing the girls had talked about in the show was, like, what makes a good roommate? And for me... The ideal roommate would be a female. I would not want a straight male roommate. I have had one before, 
but ideally they'd only have one lover, one friend, no pets, um, responsible with money. Nobody there. <laughs> yeah, no hair. And you don't necessarily have to be clean. Like if your room is disgusting, like that's on you, but at least be able to clean up after yourself in like the common areas. Yeah. That would be my ideal roommate situation right there. What would your ideal roommate be? I would want them to mind their own business and pay on time. Like I would hate to have a roommate that's like, can you cover me this month? Or like, can you help me out this month? Like I would hate that. No, I can't help you. Um, <laughs> uh, if they're touching my shit, like I'm leaving. Oh yeah. You can't be a klepto. I'll add that. And you can't ask to borrow my clothes. That's a no. And we don't necessarily have to hang out. I would prefer not to hang out with you. Same. If we get along and hang out, cool. But you should have your own group of friends. I should have my own because I feel like spending so much time together would ruin the dynamic. Yeah. And living together? No. Yeah. It'd be too much. No, thank you. I've had some pretty like shitty living situations. I've had toxic roommates i had the the male roommate that i lived with who was actually a friend of mine's boyfriend at the time she ended up breaking up with him the day i moved in like the the way i convinced myself that it was a good idea was because they were dating because she's like i'll be over there all the time we can hang out his room is upstairs your room is downstairs you'll have your own bathroom it'll be fine and i was like oh hell yeah because i was trying to save to get my own place so it was just going to be temporary. And this bitch breaks up with him the day I move in. It was very, very awkward. He had dogs. Oh, I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> but I'm not a big animal person. And the shower, like I had my own bathroom, but the shower was connected to his room and the light for the bathroom was inside his room. So I'd have to go into his room to, to turn it on. Yeah, it was just very, very awkward. Like he was cool. He never did anything weird. I just wasn't comfortable being there. I just kind of stayed in my room the whole time. I mean, he probably thought I was weird because I never came out. I wouldn't even cook or do anything until he went upstairs to go to bed. So I would just like starve myself all night. And then once I knew he was up in his room, then I would come out of my room, cook dinner and like do whatever. I just didn't want to be there and I didn't want to be bothered and I heard him having sex once and that was weird she was not enjoying it like she was silent we've all had silent ones he was making noise oh, this is so oh god that's just weird when they're making noise and you're completely silent like that's yeah what if he was murdering her no, he definitely walked her down the stairs and drove her home afterwards. Well, yeah, he could have murdered her after they left the house, I guess. But mm, poor guy. Poor girl. Yeah, but she could always get like somebody else. That's just him. Like that's his life. Oh my God. How to get rid of a roommate. How would you tell somebody I don't want to live with you anymore I don't know if I could do that like I think I would just move I think I would just like make their life a little bit of a hell <laughs> start not flushing the toilet and like fart everywhere in the house without like you just want them to leave on their own 
as soon as possible. So just start being really disgusting. I I don't know. It depends. If we've like gotten into arguments and stuff, I have no problem telling you, yeah, we're ending this now. Like you can move or I can move. I, I have no problem saying that. But if we like are cool and I just don't like living with you. Yeah, that's hard. Cause I'd also be worried about retaliation. Cause it's like, well, you know where I live, you know how to get in here. Even if I change the locks, you know, my schedule, if you want to run up on me, you could, I don't know. I think I would just be really paranoid. That's why you don't tell them to leave. You just start being disgusting and then they'll be like, you know what? I think I'm going to go. Yeah, just ruin their life. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I would do that. Did you hear that story about the roommate toothbrush? No. So it was on Twitter. I guess it was a, a dorm situation. It was like a couple of girls that were living together. And some of the girls went out. One of the girls stayed in. She's like, I don't feel like going. When they came back home at like three in the morning, they hear the shower on. They noticed the girl was in there, but they're like, this, this is weird. Why is she in the shower? And so they go in there to make sure she's okay. And they can hear her snoring. So they're like, what the fuck is going on? And they see her in the shower with one of the roommates, electric toothbrush in her vagina. That is disgusting. Right? Because you you know that's not the first time she no. did it. And human mouths are so disgusting. Right? Like they are, our mouths are full of bacteria. So that is so gross for both of them. Vaginas are so sensitive to bacteria. And you're just putting this girl's toothbrush in your vag like that's insane talk about a fucking roommate nightmare there's a show on netflix called something like roommate nightmare yeah i I know exactly what you're talking about i watched the first episode with the old lady with all the dead bodies in her backyard and i didn't go back the very last one is super cool like it's about this girl that gets this man and he becomes a roommate and he is like crazy and he tries to kill her and she fights back it's so cool (laughs) he's crazy and he tries to kill her it's so cool (laughs) so the last thing that they talked about was drinking do you have a go-to drink no Oh, I like wine. I don't drink it when I go out because it makes me sleepy. But at home, glass of wine, that's my jam. I have chamomile. (laughs) Do you remember what your first drink was when you turned 21? Yeah, a sex on the beach. Same. So embarrassing. So embarrassing because I think I was trying to be sexy. I'm like, I'm going to go to sex on the beach. Like, that's all I knew. I really didn't know any other ones other than like a fucking, what is that? Like a a fireball? Ew, who wants that? I don't mind fireball. The taste isn't even good. Like people that say, oh, this beer tastes so good. I'm like, where? How? This does not taste good. Oh, fuck. It's my kid's school now, dude. Okay. (laughs) I mean, we could wrap it up here. Okay, so Christy had to go, but it's okay. This is, you know, raw and uncut. She's a mama four, and when you gotta get 
done. You got to get shit done. Thank you so much for clicking on episode one of Brown Girl Code. We will be back next week with season one, episode two of Girl Code. I live in California and she lives in Colorado. We both grew up in Colorado, but I moved away. So we are doing this show remotely. We are so excited to be doing this show. If there's things you want us to talk about, things you want to see, leave us comments, let us know. We are having so much fun doing this. Thank you guys again. I've said thank you a million times. We will see you guys next week. Bye.